Hey everyone, it's James here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to mention jewelrybrands.shop. They have quite an amazing collection of Star Wars pins, money clips, earrings, necklaces, keychains, and more. It's a great place to pick up a gift for somebody, even if they aren't into Star Wars, because there's jewelry from Marvel, DC, Hasbro, Nickelodeon, and hey, look at that, even Dragon Ball Z. Get over there and check out with promo code TRB to get 10% off your purchase. That's jewelrybrands.shop and promo code TRB at checkout. That's the word. Anytime I think about Kira coming back to Star Wars, I don't know. Maybe. Hey, everybody, welcome back to TRB. Kira, Whee! getting a comic series. <laughs> can you believe it? I can believe it. Kira is going to be just loaded into the era, that short period of time between The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. as some sort of jacked warrior who uh, is now in charge of this new thing called Crimson Reign. It's just uh, whatever it is. It's very crazy what's going to be happening, but uh, it's cool to see that the character is being explored further, and we'll give our thoughts on that in a little bit. Uh, but first, James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, what's going on, guys? How are you? I'm good, man. Um, you know, yeah. we were on our Admiral General and Spice Runners call, and I was talking a little bit about how I've been deep diving Lord of the Rings stuff. That's literally like my entire brain now that I'm Lord reading. of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's weird. There's like no Star Wars book, and like Bad Batch ended, and everything. And I'm like, okay, there's still Star Wars going on, but I feel like I'm usually writing at this this peak, you know? Um, yes. But what? Only two more days until Luke Skywalker is back. And Mark yeah, that, yeah. So that and there's all the War of the Bounty Hunter stuff, which I need to catch up on, uh, which mm. we're going to get to that too. But yeah, lo- mm. Lord of the Rings has been like all I've been doing. All right. Just hey, that's cool, it. man. Yeah. You know Good. where I'd Very love good. to go with Mark Hamill? Casa Mordor? Bonita. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant that the own, the uh, creators of South Park bought. What if you went there and he was Parker your waiter? Mark Hamill was the waiter at Casa well, It was it was clearly Mark Hamill, but he was like denying it. <laughs> He's like, I get you know that all the think... time, but it's not me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm not funny him. If they got uh, like, their guy Squeak. Who's like been in like their movies and stuff, uh, and he does like voices on South Park to be the waiter. I think that'd be even funnier. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to. You know go. who I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I do. Go to Casa Yeah, Casa Bonita would be a good time. We but have like, to go to Colorado, so maybe yeah, we'll 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 just tell Clayton like, hey Clayton, we're coming to Colorado. I don't know if it's in or your my area, sisters. but we're coming. Killer and family weekend, <laughs> Casa Bonita. Um, all right. So before we get into the news, uh, just real quick, because um, we're going to get into this a bit further on Thursday with what our main discussion is going to be. But just real quick, do you buy it or not? This rumor, uh, the hashtag show put out that John Boyega 
is in talks or they might be creating a Finn sequel slash prequel series that involves flashbacks with John Boyega coming to Disney Plus. So yes, Disney Plus him, according to this rumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with you, James. Do you just real quick, do you think this is real or not? Uh no, I think it's a it's a strong safe bet, but I don't think the report is accurate. Okay, Lacey. No, because John Boyega said, "Don't Disney Plus her. They won't Disney Plus me." So mm-hmm. I'm I'm taking it from his own his own words. All right, he did soften a bit on that narrative, and he had mm-hmm. a, a little powwow with Kathleen Kennedy, which we don't it's know true. the details mm-hmm. about, of course, but. I am agreeing with you too. I don't buy this rumor. I agree that it may be one of those things like, let's do some guesswork. And if it comes true, then we're geniuses, leakers. But if it doesn't, then will things change? It was a rumor, yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. Um, So so three (laughs) for three, we're saying we don't believe this story, but we are going to talk a little bit more about Disney Plus and our sequel trilogy heroes on Thursday. Uh, but now to get down to business and some other news to give our takes on, uh, we're going to hand it over to the man in that delightful Darth Maul shirt. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, his name is James Bainey. It's the resistance. This week in the news, we have some great news, and that is that Mandalorian Season 3 might be finally heading into production, right? According to Carl Weathers. <laughs> he was at uh, Steel City Con, and he was doing some interviews kind of over video. Uh, you know, you can go watch that if you want. He was asked about the Mandalorian as he was wrapping up, and he had this to say. He said, and so now we're going to start a new season of The Mandalorian uh, in the next month. Uh, and I get to be in front of the camera again, and I get to direct again. So I hope you all stay on the lookout for it, watch it, and support it. So that was good news because it gave us a little bit of an idea of a timeline for when that's going to happen. Plus, we got that strong confirmation that we're getting him back as a character and uh, as a director as well. That's interesting as we're heading into that third season and trying to figure out, you know, who's pulling the strings as far as directing and who, who's getting in those positions and stuff. So John, I'm going to start with you on this one. I know you're a big Carl Weathers fan. Were you happy to hear the news that he was, his character was coming back? Uh, yeah, I am a Carl Weathers fan. Uh, I'm also excited that he's going to be directing again. Cause aside from jeans guy, I thought his episode was very good. Uh, I would have left jeans Oops. guy in, uh, but I like my star Wars a little cheeky sometimes. Um, yeah, this is cool to hear him sort of confirm this, even though, you know, Giancarlo Esposito gave a less specific version of this, which is, you know, we're going to be starting soon. We don't need to wait for Pedro. Um, we can get going here. And now this is Carl Weathers giving you a time frame. He's saying next month, the next month, right. as far as I remember it, is going to be September. Um, and what's cool about this is did some research, went back, looked at season one and season two, Principal photography on those seasons both began the first week of October in their respective years, 2018 for season one, 2019 for season two, both wrapped around March-ish the following year. So, and, and release points, more important release dates. Season one debuted in, what was it, November, I believe, of 2019. Yeah. And then season two was like the very end of October. 
Right. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was the Disney the, Plus launch was the first one. Right. Right. So if this is starting a few weeks early, maybe they're like, yeah, we're just starting a few weeks early. But at least we know that there's a very good chance that we're getting The Mandalorian in full season three in the final quarter of 2022. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Clear my throat. <laughs> Getting all choked up here. Pardon me. <clears throat> <laughs> I got the black lung, Pa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I just, yeah, I was like leaning back a little bit and... Yeah, like coffee grinds in my throat. Mm. Anyway, live to tape. <laughs> so, Mandalorian season three. Uh, I'm I'm excited to 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 know that we're getting that back. The year hiatus was a little rough. We're gonna get a little bit of a reprieve in a couple of days when we get the um, Disney Gallery and we get to recharge our memories about the Mandalorian, which is very exciting. Looking forward to that. But seeing new Mandalorian episodes and wondering. Who's going to be involved this season? How they're going to phase out Cara Dune? Are they going to write the char- character off? Are they going to kill her? Who knows? But the fact that Grief Karg is back is very cool. I'm very excited about that. And I like him being a loner more than him being sort of a part of a, a group. I like the idea, like, because in season one, he kind of felt like that. That sort of mysterious loner guy. We weren't sure which side he was going to be on, whether he was going to betray Mando or not. Um, I almost like him better than him pairing up with Cara Dune and Mithral, who he's not going to be back either because I think Horatio Sands is in like some deep trouble too. But um, I, I like you know the idea of Grief Card coming back in, in, in any way, shape, or form. And I think this time it's going to be one of those, now that they've gone to the point of this relationship where he was working for him, betrayed him, and then became friends again, I think this is now one of those, they're locked in, they're kind of going to be friends from here on mm-hmm. out. And uh, we'll see how much he's involved. But the fact that they are filming and it's confirmed next month, it's ahead of what they did, the pet, like I said, the previous two seasons. That means we're getting a full slate of Mandalorian Season 3 all in 2022, probably all in the back end of the year, which is going to be following up all those other shows. So like we said a few weeks ago, 2022, 2022 is going to be the biggest year in Star Wars history. And I'm just so jazzed about it. So pumped. Lacey, are you a Star Wars fan? Or I'm sorry, are you a Star Wars fan? <laughs> are you a Rocky fan? What's a Star Wars? Yeah, uh, I know, yeah. Am I a Rocky fan? I've actually never seen Rocky. Okay. So the uh, here <laughs> I was going to ask you the question, but since you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll bounce back at John really quick. Do you think that he's fully doing the the uh, Creed like timeline of like he's the enemy in the first season he's the he's the friend in the second season and then he dies in the third one (laughs) you know who knows man yeah that's that's a good question that is a good question i hope not because they've been killing a lot of characters in this show i remember Werner herzog was in this show and they killed him remember quill (laughs) quill i know ig11 dead yeah um well Lacey, then, a tough place so they better not kill uh trapper wolf or carson tava don't you that's agree that's like the we riot thing the galaxy um, is a safe place is that what you said no i said the galaxy is a dangerous place don't you agree oh is that the line yeah no just the don't of. you agree you have to say in a german accent though <laughs> i i don't want to offend someone i don't really know a good german accent I don't think Germans get offended. All right, Lacey, what's your what's your stance on this? Do you do you think that uh, you know you've never seen Rocky, but like my pitch there is that you know he's 
he becomes friends and then he would die in like the third season. Do you think they'll kill off Grief Garga? I... And he and he directs the episode. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I haven't seen Rocky, so I don't know. But I mean, that seems like a plausible storyline that that happens. But like John said, like they've lost so many characters at this point. I don't know if they can afford to lose another one. They might need him to stick around just because. Um, but I'm just excited for Mandalorian to start filming again. For the past few years, Mandalorian has really been an exciting time for Star Wars fans for me too. Um, I've actually been more hyped about it, I think, than the movies at times. Like, I've just been so excited because it's so much Star Wars content. Um, I love the idea that it's all new and it's something we've never seen before. And just the the love and passion and care that Jon Favreau and his team has put into this project. It's like anytime I see that this is coming back, I'm just excited. And I think that a lot of fans have joined during the sequel trilogy period but i think even more people have joined during the mandalorian like i have people that don't even like star wars they're like oh i watched the mandalorian it's so great Mm -hmm. so it's just an exciting time to be a star wars fan like john said you know next year's gonna be nuts but i miss the mando fan show guys i miss talking about mandalorian we're gonna be doing a lot next year i know it's gonna be great we have to hire people (laughs) I don't know. Like, hey, do you like zero money in podcasting? <laughs> Come join us. <laughs> I got an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> just hey, just give them cool. some of that flan stuff. They're like, you're like, here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as far as as far as his character dying, I, you know, I I love how James has gone back to this again. He's asked each one of us. Like, so, so James must think dying, he's dying. <laughs> I do. I do. I kind of. I kind of think. James, that makes like, sense. hey, John, have you seen Predator, where Carl Weathers dies? Do you think he's gonna die in the <laughs> well, Mandalorian? Well, the thing is, is like, I, I thought of it bef- right before you were about to move. We were gonna go to Lacey, and then I was like, okay. So then I let you guys both answered it, and I started thinking about it through the the through that, and I was like, man, that that seems really likely to me that that could be the case. And would I be okay with it? I, I think one of you mentioned that they're running out of characters. And I'm like, but I feel like we've almost moved into an era where I'd be okay with um, the characters, you know, that we have right now, as far as um, like Cobb Vanth can return, you know, and Boba Fett and um, the, the, you know, I just, I feel okay with where we're at with him continuing to meet new characters and they play their roles for like, uh, a little bit in season two and then are uh, like in season two and then a little bit in season three, but the characters we meet in season three play a little bit into season four. And I feel like the Carl Weathers, uh, his character is okay being on that planet. And I'm, I was kind of a little bummed in season two that they went back to a lot of those same planets and stuff. I'm like, can we move out of like this section of the galaxy a little bit? Felt like he kept passing the same planets and returning to the same planets like, oh, he's going on an ice planet. And then uh, you're like, oh, this is the same ice planet from season one, episode one. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. can we just go different places? I'd be okay with that. So especially when, you know, they have this machine, but I think they're just wanting to use the same assets. But I don't know. I, I would be okay with with the Mandalorian expanding outwards, going to different places, meeting new people. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say like moving away from those characters. I guess they can show up every once in a while, but I'd rather them show up. Like I'd rather see Carl Weathers character show up like in the 
big mashup event that they plan on doing or something because you're like oh i haven't seen him in forever you know he's back that's great i like that um so i, I don't want to say <laughs> i don't want to say that i'm bummed he's coming back that's not the right word but like if given the option i i think i would prefer that we move forward with new characters and new things like that coming into this um as far as him being behind the camera i have no problem with that i liked his episode a lot uh, and that's one thing going into the show that I was a little like not sure of. I was like, I don't know. Is he a good director? We'll see. Is he just getting it because he's Carl Weathers? He's like, can I direct an episode? And they're like, sure, I guess. But he did really well and everything fit with the tone of the show. And yeah, so I like that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for <laughs> season three coming up. Nice. Um, anything else on this story, you guys? I don't think so. I think he was pretty straightforward with uh, yeah. what his piece was as well, in Carl let's, Weathers. Let's talk about Visions. Star Wars Visions released their official trailer. Now, we got like a, a glimpse, a first look a while back, which felt like a trailer. It was really more of an introduction to what they're getting ready to do. This had uh, the character voices, and it felt like, you know, they were showing all these different scenes from the show and really gave you a vibe to get excited about this thing that's right around the corner. And with that came the announcement of all the American voice cast as well. So uh, I don't know. I guess what did you guys think of this trailer? Um, are you even more pumped than you were before? Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. What do you think? I am so hyped for this series. And, um, you know, there's kind of a question of how long these are going to be because they're releasing them all at once um mm -hmm. i hope they're a good size you know i'd love 20 minute episodes would be great um but i'm so excited i'm a big anime fan i have been for my whole life so this is just like right up my alley where my two things are colliding star wars and anime it's just like really really cool um i think there are a ton of talented voice actors and and just regular actors that are jumping into voice um on this project but I'm going to be honest, I think I'm going to watch it with the Japanese dub, if possible, with the subtitles, only because I've watched a lot of series like that, like Attack on Titan, where I would watch it with the Japanese dub, and I just thought it was better. Not that they didn't do a good job on the English dub, it's just, it's a different vibe, so to speak. It's like how it's supposed to, it's intended to be seen. Um, so I'm excited that there could be possibly that version to watch and i'm hoping that there is in disney plus that you can watch either or because I, mm -hmm. I would really like to but um the animation is amazing the thing that stuck out to me with this little trailer was just like the epicness of it and and how they use these really specific clips that kind of set up all these little stories and then the music really stuck out to me like it was just perfectly done and the timing was great, um, that it just gets you hyped. You know, I couldn't stop rewatching it over and over again. I was like, this is going to be so cool. And I can't wait to see it and see what people think about it. Um, but again, I'm kind of the audience that they're looking for. I'm the person that yeah. watches this stuff regularly. So it's just, I'm, I'm interested to see how other fans that maybe aren't into anime are reacting. What was the one that you were the most excited about as far as like... Uh the twins one definitely stuck out to me mm -hmm. only because that's kind of that what if scenario of like Luke and Leia, like what if they battled each other at some point? Um, I think that's where my automatic Star Wars like brain is going to. But there were so many cool ones to look into that I don't know the actual 
names of them, but just like the imagery of like seeing Boba Fett flying and seeing like a part rabbit person and like all that stuff that you expect yeah. in, in cool anime. Oh, and yeah. then the person with the lightsaber, like nine lightsaber spike weapon. Yo. Yeah, like that Grievous was like, kinda. why yeah. didn't I get this? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> was there was there any particular I know you said you were gonna watch the Japanese version, but yeah. Of the American cast, was there any like surprises or or interest in some of these voices? Uh Henry Golding stuck out to me from <laughs> Crazy Rich Crazy Rich Asians. Uh Simu Lu from Shang Chi is also in here. Mm-hmm. And then David Harbour's on here. I was like, Oh, hello, David yeah. Harbour. You're in everything now. Stranger Things, Marvel, Star Wars um allison brie neil patrick harris were also things that stuck out to me george um, takai george takai i i love that they did find diverse oh cast and people yeah. with an asian background to do these parts um was really important i think to me and to them as well um and then jo- <laughs> joseph gordon levitt's in here bobby moynihan very cool um yeah, and they also- did get tem to do boba fett yeah, so you have Star Wars characters returning as well with Tamara Morrison, and you have mm-hmm. Mark Thompson doing a voice in that as well yes. w- from yes. audiobook fame. Mm-hmm. Um, John, what and about Christopher you? And the, ve- and, the ver- and the very talented Shelby Young. Yes, yeah. Shelby's great. Uh, Christopher Sean's on here too. Mm-hmm. Yes, making his Star return Wars. to Star Wars. Yeah, there, there, there's <laughs> a lot to this voice cast. It, it, was, not, um, it was not just a second Who? thought yeah. when it comes to these yeah. uh names for sure mm-hmm. um john mm-hmm. did you have any names to pick out any episodes that stuck out to you uh japanese versus um, american there's a lot to talk about what are you what are you thinking visions yeah I, i'm i'm very uh, i've never been a big anime fan um so i don't know about these studios and like which ones are great and i wish i did so i can have the understanding and level of excitement of oh wow the studio is coming in to do Mm -hmm. star wars and stuff so i have to uh plead green on that but um i it is very cool looking i love the fact that uh it's not canon and they can do whatever they want and i love that aspect of it go have fun tell any story you want however you want to tell it have five thousand swinging lightsabers and have them hunting down bugs bunny down a rabbit hole like it doesn't matter <laughs> it's not it like that's the thing they have full car blanche i hope they push the envelope because this is the opportunity to do that sort of thing it's like like when when people go on like on a bachelor party like all right this is the this is your chance to go get get crazy and do whatever you got to do because this is it this is star wars's bachelor party where it's like go in do whatever you got to do get as wild as you want because then you got to come back and it's canon time we got to fit everything back into that little framework. I so I really I'm excited to see them do some wild stuff. Uh, the it, the the action looks just crazy, mm-hmm. like it's going to be relentless. Now, like Lacey said, I'm not sure about how long these episodes are going to be. They could be five minute shorts. They could be twenty minute full like standard sitcom style animated to show episodes. Uh, but who knows? But the fact that they're doing nine of them and they look to be all their own stories. Um, because looking at the cast, all you know, there's people playing multiple roles that are, um, uh, I should say there's actors in multiple episodes playing different roles. So I don't think there's any like connection between, uh, each story, but I think that's kind of cool too. Cause you can be like, you know what? Those two, not for me, 
but the other seven, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity set up by the show for people to like it. And even if you don't like anime, like I, I've never been a big anime fan, but because it's a star Wars, maybe this is my way of warming up to it, you know? So that's exciting to me too. Um, in terms of that, you know, the names and stuff, like you guys definitely picked out a lot of the ones I like. I love that George Takai is doing it because, um, not so much that I'm a Star Trek fan, but I actually loved his sort of like career resurgence when he came on Howard Stern and like became his like host. And like he developed this new pop culture personality via doing that later in his life here. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Allison Brie, uh, without a doubt. I wish Glow had another season. Neil Patrick Harris, I'm a huge fan of. Joseph Gordon Levitt, I like. Um, and, you know, there's obviously, like you said, Tamara Morrison uh, will be fun too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just very cool seeing, uh, these names, but I, you know, you do have to say seeing George Takei, who is a legend of the original Star Trek doing a voice in Star Wars is pretty cool when you put it in that mm-hmm. perspective. So I would say that's the number one. That's weird. I didn't even think of that for me. actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sulu in the yeah, original 60s series. So. Kind of as a celebrity. And I know that's where he comes from, but when you, we put him in this, I was like, Oh, the celebrity is doing this voice. It didn't occur. It'd be like if... Well, that'd be a little more on the nose. I was going to say like William Shatner or something. I'd be like, oh, it's William Shatner. Or like Leonard Nimoy if he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah. might not I might not notice as much with Leonard Nimoy, but Shatner's pretty Star Trek-y. <laughs> I mean, he's... It, his guys... voice is almost like just a parody of itself at this point. Yeah. yeah. How'd you guys feel about seeing like similar imagery? Like I know a lot of people were freaking out about seeing the pod racing stadium from the Phantom Menace and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it it took me three watches to try to absorb a lot of this. My, the first watch, nothing stuck because it just felt like I was like just ran through a tornado. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily in a bad way, but there was just a lot going on. And this animation sometimes is tough for me to absorb because there's just a lot of fast moving flashing lights and uh, a lot of uh, wild imagery. But I liked a lot of the things like like seeing the storm. I'm flipping through it now. The stormtroopers with the person being like holding up the stun rays or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. and like blocking those like this is going to be very interesting to see because it's it's Star Wars, but we're not sure exactly what's when these stories are taking place. But you see traditional stormtroopers there They're so. fighting on the side uh, on top of Imperial starships and stuff in space. Like that's right. So and then the, these cool. ra- these random like little alien looking sentient creatures like saying like I accept this responsibility and then she looks like a little bit of like a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. it's it just feels like it just seems like fresh and like like we can put away all of our just possessions over Star Wars and what it needs to be. And I think that hopefully most people go into it with that perspective and then I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, it seem it seems like they're kind of treating it like take your idea, like pretend that the movies never existed or Star Wars never existed and we're presenting you with like the ideas and the themes and and kind of the art- artwork that inspired it, but then like complete mm-hmm. make it your own as if you were able to create the first movie or the story or what however the world um from this point on. Yeah, it definitely looks interesting. Uh, one thing I was going to say is uh, I, I'm, n- I'm not like a big anime fan, so don't think that I am, but I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, and I can not stand the English version of Dragon Ball. I, I hate it. <laughs> no. It's garbage. The voices are oh, terrible. Wow. 
Um, I mean, this is what I grew up on. This is what I, I liked. And then I later found the Japanese stuff, as you would imagine. But uh, the music is just garbage. Like, I just, I can't even listen. It's so bad. Like, looking at it now, I watch and I go, I get why people think this show's dumb. <laughs> because this is all they've ever seen of it. And they're missing out on the Japanese versions of it. And when uh, I actually didn't know, even as we were starting this episode, I didn't realize that they were going to do a Japanese and an American version. I thought it was going to be, they were doing the show and then they'd probably have like a Japanese version in Japan or something like that, but I didn't know yeah. we would have access to it in the same way. I don't know if we do. I really hope we we well. Have they put out the, the trailer, version. right? Right, right. So, is there a guarantee that the music is going to be different for between the two versions? So, the music's the same on both trailers. I, it's just yeah. different voices. I I would think so. Like in my example of the Dragon Ball thing, they did change all the music, and I think that is pretty common for anime too. I think they're starting to get uh, more. I th- I think they more do that now, where they keep the original music of of shows. But in the '90s, they changed a lot of stuff, like Sailor Moon yeah, stuff. They change everything. All yeah. all that stuff had different yeah. music as well. I think, and part of it was they were just like, "Hey, we're bringing it over to American audience, and kids in America don't like this music, or they won't like." Uh, the, I mean, the voices are kind of different, but. The Which way they stylize their so voices. Now. Yeah. yeah, like they would be like, oh, this is a cartoon. Kids like cartoons. So all of our characters in this anime have to be like, hey, I'm Goku. I'm, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> right, what right. is this? You know, right, it's so right. bad. They're like trying to mimic uh, like Warner Brothers cartoons or something, you know, Looney Which Tunes is not what uh, a lot of these moments are in anime are very serious and emotional yeah, and like, like they I don't think, call for that. Yeah. I think if there was like a time machine, they would go back and they would do Dragon Ball all different and probably a lot of those like 90s anime shows. But this, I mean, it kind of gives me a little bit of hope. But when I saw the American dub version of this trailer, it flashed back. I was like, these voices are are fine and they're cool and I like them and I'm excited but I can't imagine they're going to be I would prefer this version over the Japanese subtitled version cuz that's just like I, I think Lacey said both, it perfectly yeah. that's the way it was supposed to be you know mm-hmm. um that's what it was meant for but I hope they release an art book of this I can tell you that much I Ooh, really want to see the process of they how will. they made these shows with the art Yeah and... you must have to figure that's a lock I hope so. I would because then they're doing that it. novelization thing, Ronin or something, yep. right? Yeah, which is one of the episodes, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, or based uh, on one of it's it's within the world of the Ninth Jedi, I believe. Got it. Got it. I think who's yeah. the no the character Ronin is with the duel. The duel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Regardless, right. it it's vo- going to be super cool, and I really hope that they do more of this. Like, I would love that if this does really well, which I think it will, that they'll do another season of it. That would be awesome. It also it reminds me of this stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff from Bluefin, like the the anime samurai. Yeah. Uh, re look aesthetic. It's, yeah. It's just it's weird sometimes because you can look at it and you could say whoa what world is that like if star wars yeah. was reskinned to this world you know right 
which is ultimately what star wars was based on that's the crazy thing is i know there's been some comments online about like oh well this is so far from star wars and it's like it really isn't though if you and by the way like i know this is not canon and stuff but like i was i was just looking at brian t who's voicing ronin in the american version um he and i looked at the cover so he's he's a Japanese, he was born in Japan, Japanese actor. Awesome. And I looked at the cover of the Ronin book and like, he kind of looks, he could, looks like he could like play this guy if he grew a beard. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. So I, I'm not saying they're going to do it, but maybe they're doing that thing that we kind of talked about where they're like, we're getting someone to do the voice so that if they ever wanted to do it, they could do it. And maybe like they'll take parts of this and like make bring that character to ken or something like that i'm I'm just that's just speculation but i just thought that was kind of interesting and you know he oh he um treating treating this piece of non-canon media as if it was expanded universe and it's like we can pull something like that and make these characters have we can bring them into the canon but these stories as they are are not canon you know whatever is like a fan favorite pick or something they could step forward right there. and you know he he's done some action stuff like he was in the wolverine um and you know he's been in jurassic world and uh he Is played shredder, shredder? In, yeah he played shredder in ninja turtles 2016 so i'm just saying uh mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're keeping that window open that's all uh that'd be interesting if, if the book sells well vision and, for the future look Ooh. at her folks look at that She's right, on, she's right on Shoot point. She's, we, we finally rubbed off You know what, Lacey? <laughs> Lacey, if I may, for something our audience won't get, you're dialed in. <laughs> <laughs> so, might as well explain that now. I use words wrong all the time because I'm dumb. And uh, so I said that something was dialed in. And what I meant to say was that they phoned it in, which weirdly, they both are very similar. And It's the same thing. Yeah, but it's not. But I'm going to phone in that things. order or I'm going to dial into that restaurant to order something. But when you use it as someone phoned this in or someone know. dialed this in. Oh, right. And then there's also, they Words. mailed it in, which is they interesting. They mailed it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, it, it reminds me of the uh, the Jerry Seinfeld thing where he's talking about everything is like, up, 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 wait up, shut up, or whatever, you know? <laughs> like sometimes saying things like, uh, this is a bad example, like shut down or shut up is both stopping in both cases, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the, words just take on very strange meanings. The but, biggest uh, thing is like hit the lights. Like you don't actually hit them. It's, you're asking someone to shut them off. I love the band Hit the Lights. <laughs> Did they <laughs> get their name from, from Metallica? Wapakoneta. Uh, they were going to be the next Fall Out Boy and it never happened. I bet they got their name from a track from <laughs> Kill 'Em All by Metallica. Probably, I don't know. Also, just I mean, maybe was "hit the lights" not just a term? "Hit the lights" is a phrase. Like I'm gonna, yeah, like, that's what hey, I'm saying. Hit the lights. Yeah, but if it's a band, they probably said, "Oh, that's a cool song. We're gonna name our band that." I don't sound. I mean, maybe, I think you give but more they also don't sound Metallica. anything like. <laughs> you mean one of the greatest like bands of all time? Yeah, maybe. To you, yeah, yes. To like the to world. You. No, no, to you. All right, guys, we got uh, visions coming up. Yes, absolutely. And yep. we're all excited. Uh, one more thing we wanted to talk about, though, is the comic uh, world right now. And John alluded to it at the very beginning that uh, we're getting Crimson Rain, which is a 
second chapter, if you will, to the War of the Bounty Hunters series, also written by Kevin Scott. He's looking at it kind of like a Charles trilogy. Soul. Charles Soule. My, I'm sorry. Yeah, Charles Soule. He's looking at it sort of like a trilogy, and when uh, War of the Bounty Hunters uh, releases its fifth and final episode, they are going to be moving into this Crimson Rain story, which... For all intents and purposes, you know, the marketing behind it is Kira, right? Kira, she's yep, back. Yep. Uh, we're going to see what Crimson Dawn uh, is doing in the era between Empire and Jedi. Uh, not Last Jedi. <laughs> Return of the yeah. Jedi. Uh, yeah, but that is coming this November. Uh, and I was going to start with John on this one. What What are your thoughts on uh, Crimson Rain? I mean, it's exciting, you know, the the fact that they're expanding upon these characters and taking them sort of beyond where we saw them on film, uh, injecting them into familiar territories in these gaps between the classic films. Uh, while I don't always love that, I think I like it better when it's maybe a character that uh, pre-existed the original trilogy and um it's not like just like like i'd rather see this than a, a what a, a full-on darth vader comic in this era for some reason like i just i don't need that where this is kind of interesting because this isn't necessarily tied to uh the force uh if you will but it's more of like let's see what's going on with these crime syndicates as they intertwine themselves with other things that are happening during the galactic civil war um i think that's kind of cool and then like just looking at who you have here, it looks like Dr. Afra, uh, Ren, the original Ren. Uh, there's a lot potentially going on. And then one of the covers has Palpatine on it, uh, Invader. Um, and you have Kira uh, holding those staffs or whatever you want to call them, katanas of of fire. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Terrace blades. But katanas of fire? Of fire? <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. I, th this is all really cool. I think, you know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, this is, you know, this makes me worried because I want to see Amelia Clark back as Kira. And I took it as a good thing because they keep doing this over here between Empire and Jedi. Whereas, you know, there's been a lot of changes in this character. We saw her in the in this recent run of the uh, the bounty hunter series where she really detests Han Solo, and we've talked about this on the pod. Like, we want to see how she got to that point. What did Han do to piss her off? Because last they left, she kind of gave him an out and went on her way, and she still cared about him. Clearly, so he he does something, probably working for Jabba, and that story remains to be told. And I think them developing this character, like they could have phoned it in and just had Kira being Kira, but they're not, they're like, no, we're going to up the ante. We're going to change things here. She's now ahead of this. She's way more of a militant mind. She's way more of an aggressive person with a lot of anger in her heart for Han Solo. And the last we saw, that wasn't the case. So I think this is a good sign for the future of Solo. I think Amelia Clark would come back. And I think that they have a lot more to tell to show us how they got to that point. So for anyone thinking this is a bad sign for make solo two happen, I think you're dead wrong. I think you're dead wrong because that's still that 10 year gap. Uh, well before this comic takes place that there's plenty of room to tell some cool live action Disney plus stuff between these crime syndicates. And if you're going to make it so that Han and Kira go from lovers to, to butting heads, 
Uh, I think that's uh, going to be an excellent story to tell. Very excited to potentially see it. And uh, I don't think making comics, last I check, making comics about a character doesn't mean you're not going to see them again. Uh, this literal comic series now is a Boba Fett story, and we're getting a show about Boba Fett in three months. Also, they so, were doing comics about Boba Fett before he came back to be in Mandalorian. And so. Vader comics, and yeah. he somehow showed up in Rogue One, and they made three prequel movies about him. So that narrative just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so I, to me, and you know, I'm, I am a hopeful person. I'm an optimist when it comes to this stuff. I, I think this is a good sign for the future of telling stories about characters from Solo. And I think that's a better sign that we're going to get more live action from Amelia Clark and uh, Alden Ehrenreich as Han and, and everyone. So I think this is great. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Lacey Crimson Rain. I, so here's the thing. We talk about this a lot with the comics is like, there's so much to keep up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will definitely be reading the reviews on Star Wars Newsnet of like what the comics about and keeping tabs on what the character does. I think this is super exciting for Kira. I think every Star Wars fan loved Kira and Solo and wants more Kira. Um, so like John said, there's so much to tell with this character, not just in this period, but in the Solo period as well. But the fact that they're exploring this different time period where she's a completely different person than the person we meet, there's a lot of blanks to fill in. And I think that they can have this run of this comic without ever filling that blank in, which, like John said, leaves it open to Solo too. So I think people need to get that out of their head that it means that it can't happen because that's not true. Um, she looks jacked on the cover. <laughs> like, homegirl's yeah. been lifting weights and I love it. Um, and I just love how boss she is and her outfit's great. And she's just not, she's not willing to, to take crap from anybody. And I love that because we saw a glimpse of that in Solo that she was ready to stand up, especially at the end of the movie. Um, so the fact that we're getting that character now, that's like taken over everything and it's like her time to shine. You're like, oh my gosh, what damage is she going to cause? And I can't (sighs) wait to see what happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm. Yeah, what can I say that you guys haven't said already? There's there's a lot to it. I agree with John mm-hmm. on the Make Solo 2 happen stuff. I agree with Lacey on uh, where she's going to be as far as uh, Crimson Dawn and all this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at the cover, and I'm just trying to to pinpoint some of these characters now. They're all piecing together. I know that um, we have a character that was uh, from the mobile game that has made their way, uh, the Uprising game. That has right. made their way into the Bounty Hunters uh, show. And one thing I, I noticed, too, that is not being said is those are all Thai defenders behind uh, Vader there, which is really interesting considering that was Thrawn's answer to the Death Star. That was his attempt, and they ended up being like, mm, we're going to go with the Stardust project that Krennic did instead of... They look of- like Thai daggers, too, from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, with the pointy fronts. Yeah, I I mean I could be wrong, but I think they're the tie defenders. But no, I'm sure you're right. I'm just saying they look similar to the tie. Look similar to. Yeah. The the whole project Sorry, though. I'm not sure about that. Alexa doesn't know what's <laughs> going on, but uh, they. <laughs> they. Alexa, is it a tie defender? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. They were abandoned because of the the rebels being able to stop that process, and they never move forward. So why there's like five Tie defenders, very front, not front and center, literally in the back, but very clear in this photo, makes me wonder what they're being used for. I wonder if they are 
like they were tossed aside. No one's using them. So they were picked up or stolen by bounty hunters or something and or Crimson Dawn. They were sold to Crimson Dawn and they've been using them. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because this is long after Thrawn is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, So I imagine that some type of reference to Thrawn is going to be made in this as they clearly are using. I mean, I guess they don't have to do it by name, but they would have to say, we fly in TIE Defenders. Or they're very clearly there when you're reading the episode or when you're reading. The they issues. do look like TIE Defenders. That's a good point. Yeah, I think they are. Um, I, I'm sure so you're right. I just it reminds me of the we called them the Dorito Tie Fighters. They have that like really triangle. Oh, are you talking in uh, Rise of Skywalker? What? Oh, uh, you are talking. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. For a second, I yeah. thought you were also talking about the ones in Rogue One that like have the kind of the shield. No, no, no. The, the ones in Rise of Skywalker, which would be interesting because if Dorito Palpatine fighters. is tied to this, tied to Who that. Yeah. Oh, maybe. No. James, who who's this person who looks like a female shredder with non-fire katanas? Uh that that is the person that I was I was trying to look up their name, but it is the character from Uprising. I want to say it's as dumb as like Whiplash or something. I can't remember what the character's name is. Also a Metallica um, song, by the way. Oh, Whiplash. Geez. Let's see here. I can't get away. I don't know. I can't I can't find it right now off the top, but hmm. Um, yeah, that character was from the mobile game that got unfortunately like canceled. So it's like a piece of canon that you can't play anymore. It just doesn't exist. You can't partake, partake in it anymore. The story, I think you can look on Wikipedia or something and try to get like the plot of it, but you can't experience it anymore. You know what I also find kind of strange and maybe it was just some of the imagery, um, or some of the um frames from the uh the bounty hunter series is that Kira like Kira really looked a lot like Amelia Clark in the the bounty hunter run whereas on right. these images they look like they changed how she looks a little bit like just facially I'm saying the cover looks artist? like her I think the artist like the top cover with just her Vader and Palpatine Even, looks like her yeah yeah but then I don't think the other one does I think it's more of a artistic yeah. yeah, the covers of the the issues have always been really loose with canon. You sure. know, it's like that. Yeah. What you're looking at didn't happen in the story you're even about to read as you flip over in the issue. They're usually these more like stylistic ideas of what you're getting. They're like clickbait covers. <laughs> but <laughs> they're just like cool pictures that kind of give you the right. feel of what you're getting ready to look at. Right. So I'm telling you, man. So I I really hope they do it in live action, and Han's gonna trick kira somehow and really screw her over and it's going to be something big and it's well, they're be doing the really lando cool. thing which is uh after what you pulled and then now mm-hmm. they know that every time he interacts with lando <laughs> they have to make it has to be like that thing that right. is the last thing he did before he's seen him in uh empire so now they're doing the same thing with kira if we get a solo two and it ends that way it's likely that's the last that you get of those characters you know right right interacting until that point in the story yeah it just it just seems like we say this all the time just this sets it up again it just seems like everything is pointing in the direction of them doing it or that it makes sense for them to do it in a live action series or something i 
maybe they're just waiting for the right time. I, I really right, don't know. Yeah. But the fact that there's people like rooting against it, I find strange. Um, who doesn't want to see that? Like that's, but I teach their own, I guess, you know, yeah. but it's always one of those things. Like, it's not that I don't want to see it because more Star Wars, the better, but I would rather see something else is usually the argument of like, I hope they don't. Uh, why, why not both? Yeah. Well, yeah. Money. Marvel's like, oh, <laughs> you don't want to see that, but you want to see this. We're going to do everything. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. going to do them both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A couple things we also wanted to mention before we move out of Resistance Report is that Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the actor Rupert Friend, has officially finished his filming on the show. Uh, There are rumors that the show has also wrapped production altogether. Uh, We can't confirm those. We just can only confirm Rupert Friend. But as we talked a lot about Mandalorian getting ready to head into season three, it's that realization that things are happening moving forward. It's always nice to do that and if you want to read or see that and if you want to read more about it we have the article on starwarsnewsnet.com uh one other thing it's not in the show notes but i i thought about it as we were going through the stories i wanted to mention bad batch is now done so the show is done if you guys want to go and check out uh my final reaction episode to that uh, last thing you can actually watch me struggle through processing (laughs) as i'm like i start the episode like i don't know that i liked that and then as i talk my way through it uh with literally myself but knowing that you guys are listening to me i come to the conclusion allow myself to introduce myself yes exactly (laughs) i i come to the conclusion that it actually wasn't that bad and there were you know just a few things that probably should have changed. And I, I wanted to mention those really quick, which is that that finale should have been one part one and yes. part two should have never happened. It should have they been one that. release. And that would have meant that everybody's big reaction that they had to episode 15 would have been the reaction that they had to the whole finale. And they would have been like, that was crazy. That was shocking. But the fact that that happened the week before uh totally offset all that and the other thing that they absolutely should not have done and and in my opinion i mean i'd like to hear some reasons maybe from you guys i got some in the comments but i still stand by it they should not have announced that that show had a second season before the finale it took everything away i get what you're saying there understanding what we got in episode 15 and 16 would have been completely different had we not known that they were doing a second season and none of these characters That's fair. Yeah. were going to, were going to uh, die. We knew these none of these characters, I mean, some maybe, but like it just didn't make sense because we knew we were getting Bad Batch season two, so a lot of the these risk characters wasn't were returning. There. Yeah. But if we didn't know there was going to be a season two, then we would have been like, it, it, would, it would be like Rogue One, sort of, where you're like, I just, I, I have to assume this is a one season show. None of these characters are going to make it out of this. They're all right, going right. to die. And we would have been on the edge of our seat the entire time. And we just weren't because they, for whatever reason, were like season two is coming. I wonder why like, they did that. Two, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> Absolutely should have been one big season one uh, finale, long episode. And then the, at the end of it, they should have said the Bad Batch will return in season two after we saw what we saw. And it would yeah. have been right. Like Book of Boba Fett Cra- at the end yes. of Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. Or, or Loki. I use that as an example yeah, sure. in the show. It's just like no one knew that was happening. And you get the finale. You get that season two announcement. 
Um, it just would have changed this, everything. So it, it's not that it's not good. It is good. And the art and concept still stands on its own. But if you want to see me walk through it a little bit more, go check out sure. those last couple episodes of the Bad Batch reaction show. It has to be, it has to be Lucasfilm because you can't say, oh, Disney, because I feel like Marvel always, you know, when we're doing more and more comparisons as both of these franchises are doing a lot of Disney Plus stuff together. Right. Um, not together, but running parallel. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel seems to always know how to push the right buttons to, to for the buzz and to market their stuff. So it's not, I don't think it's Disney. I think it's like Lucasfilm, like their marketing. I think they just make, they overthink things or something and they, they like, oh, would Marvel have done this or something? I, I feel like there's this weird dichotomy where there's just like, there's a level of, or lack of confidence or uncertainty in how they market some of their stuff. Right. And right. I'm that. not trying to, ta- I'm, I'm not saying I could do any better, I'm, but I'm just giving my opinion mm-hmm. on, on as a fan. You're right, James. There, there was no benefit to them to have having done that. So someone made the choice over there to do that. It had to be on the Lucasfilm side of things, whether it's publicity or whatever. And maybe it's not a big deal, but you're right. Maybe it would have made the suspense of absorbing the material that they're so protective over people not knowing the secrets of anyway. It would have made it more of a a valuable first watch. Yeah, I try to play devil's advocate in the episode and try to go. I I don't know why they did this. Perhaps it was these reasons, but all of them weak in my opinion. And I think you're right, John, as far as like Lucasfilm, not really knowing when to announce things, you know, I think they've done a couple things. Uh, the correct way, as you mentioned, Book of Boba Fett. I mean, that was huge, right? Revealing, um, but I feel like revealing... that was John Favreau. I don't feel like well, that was Lucasfilm. Uh, that, I feel like that true. was his that's decision. That's true. They let him yeah. have that, and it was it was weird too because it was it was just like days after we got that big announcement, which was also kind of strange too. Like you don't hear anything from Lucasfilm, and we're all like falling off, like. We have no faith in this company whatsoever, <laughs> and then they announced like ten new projects. Sure, it's like. stack it differently guys come on give us a little something sometimes i feel like the the kenobi reveal with ewan mcgregor was a big botch too like they could have that could have been such theater but that was a little lackluster i agree they just go they walk him out first instead Mm -hmm. of like doing one of those things where like kathleen kennedy says oh and i have yeah i have an old friend that wants to say hello and yeah. he walks out or With something, the, the crowd Kenobi, goes nuts. Yeah. Or they put the banner up as he walks out, like they do in pro wrestling or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they just walked him out there, and everyone knew at that point. And then she's yeah. just like, so you and do you have any, are you, are you coming back? Imagine he's just like, no. <laughs> of course he's here for the yes. Disney churros. <laughs> yeah. here, here's an example of when they did it right, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and then yeah. having, you know, the Palpatine Emperor himself... Yeah, be there that live. Was good. Yeah. Could you imagine if he would have walked out before the trailer? <laughs> right, right, right. It would be I like, know. what are you doing? Well, now I feel like, bad. Right. I told you guys he was there before the trailer played. Well, okay, yeah, but but also, even though you said that, it was still like, but there wasn't enough right. time to process what was going on. It was only like moments yeah. before. I got a and text from was someone like, and I texted them being like, I guess he's backstage. I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was better than we could imagine. It's great. Sweet brag, bro. 
That's not a super brag. <laughs> I could have told you nothing. And super next time brag. I won't. Next time brag. I won't, John. I love it. You've yeah. been super denied. Brag. John's been shunned. He won't get any information now. James, I'll only tell you. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he'll tell me. No, he won't. Because the, the condition will be you can't tell Let John. Me and Lacey like at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> Lacey's going to be like, unshun. Cheese yeah. pizza. Reshun. <laughs> yeah. Shunned again. The whole time. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. That's it. <laughs> no, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, James. You I was trying to think. Yeah, I was trying to think. There was one other thing that was flying through my head, and it was again. I told you guys I've been listening to a Lord of the Rings podcast as they've been talking about the show, and it's so funny to hear them discuss uh, discuss how little details they've heard from the show. Like, why are they trying mm. to keep things secret? <laughs> you know. And, and it's you're like, so welcome funny, to like, Star from a, Wars. From a Star Wars point of view, I'm like, they don't tell you anything. You just, you get it like a month before the show airs. That's and really Kevin Feige's it these like, days. You get an announcement and everyone gets announcements. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is it, guys, for the Resistance Report. That's all the stories we could come up with this week to talk about. Uh, but we are going to head into one of our favorite segments, the Patreon pod race. Right, Lacey? Mm-hmm. Guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more, including exclusive mini episodes, polls, uh, Discord access, merch, and more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at $2 a month which is like, you know, what can you get for $2 nowadays? You can get us for $2, kind of. <laughs> All of this right here, baby. $2. Yeah. You can't even get a chicken sandwich for $2, you know what I mean? No. I think you can get like a taco, a Taco Bell. But for $2, you can support what we're doing here uh, and, and loving Star Wars and being a part of the community, which is great. Um, so this segment lets our generals and spice runners be a part of the show. So first, I want to say thank you to them. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, uh, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, John, uh, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, who's a new general. Hey, Congrats, yo, Matt. Matt. And Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. And our Spice Runners, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. And I like to think that Micah is sitting there with Loki. So Micah and the cat <laughs> Loki. All right. So this week we have a new general doing the pod race. Never done it before. Nick Kratz. What up, Nick? And his Nick. question was, if you had the ability to tr force transfer life energy to a Star Wars character who died, who would you bring back? So Nick, take it away. Guys, uh, one person that I really think um, I would love to see have continued on in the Star Wars story would be Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, I think his sort of methodology, thinking, and philosophy really would have benefited not only Anakin's development into a young Jedi, but also the Jedi Council. I think they really lacked um, someone in the Order, someone that was consistently relied upon or called upon to sort of question the direction or the decision-making that, that they were considering at the time. And I think that his example of questioning in an appropriate and um, thoughtful way and maybe pushing back against some of the um, prohibitions or even uh, the dogma of the Jedi Council would have been really good for Anakin to learn how to do it 
while also maintaining his status as a Jedi instead of just looking at it as two alternatives to say, I can either completely abide by the Jedi rules or I can just go to the dark side. And I think that would have been really beneficial for Anakin and his development. And needless to say that the trauma of Anakin, uh, this small boy, you know, losing someone that he was going to develop a relationship with right away, almost immediately after being rescued, um, was a pretty big setback for him um, that I don't think he ever really got over. Um, so uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we'll talk soon. Well done, Nick. Love your Legos. John, what'd you think? Uh, I think that might have been my answer. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn is one of those characters that, uh, you know, we think we may see again, obviously, in Kenobi, but not uh, living. Um, but his answer... <laughs> It was great, uh, Nick. I I think that's such a good point about how, you know, Qui-Gon's sort of rebellious Jedi way of questioning how they go about things and uh, but doing it sort of the right way maybe could have been a more stronger foundation for Anakin to channel his his rebellious nature in a sense. I think Qui-Gon was the perfect match for Anakin and his death may have been the nail in the coffin for Anakin's future. So I I think you put it perfectly. I think that was a great answer, Nick. Um, love the Legos, a little jealous. Uh, I don't have the patience to build Legos. <laughs> so I. I would probably just buy them already built, but I'm sure you built those. So I'm curious to know how long those things take you, but you have some good ones back there. Uh, love the ad at, and I believe it's on a wings at the tent to be four too. Not sure. But anyway, Nick, thanks for all your support. You are a stellar guy, stellar star Wars fan. Hope you and the fam are well. And, uh, obviously see in our chats and stuff, but thanks, man. You killed it. Great job on your first pod race. James. It's funny that uh, we're talking Legos because I just happened to have put together this like Snoopy Aww. Lego thing. For... Didn't you say Bennett's in, into Snoopy right now? Yeah, he's into Snoopy. So we were going to do um, this was for a cake for his birthday. Uh, we were going to put it on. The Is top, that what he like decided on? Topper. The Snoopy d- theme? Um, I don't know. It changes so often. <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> but I, I definitely know that we were doing a Snoopy cake at least. And I know, and we mm-hmm. bought him a hat that's like a white hat with. Oh, uh, that's cute. Anyway, not not to get to, but that was my Lego build of the day. I was like, literally did it uh, this afternoon. But uh, no, I have to agree, uh, Nick, with your answer too. I think, I think we actually had this uh, conversation on the show a while ago, John, and me and you both, I, I think you said it and I was like, you stole my answer. Qui-Gon Jinn would be the one that I, I would bring back. He's the character. And I think you brought up a really good point about how different the show would have been be- or the, the, the series, the events, everything would have been because Qui-Gon would have been the one to train Anakin, not Obi-Wan. Uh, right. Not that failure, yeah. Obi Wan. Um, hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> did he do his? Did he do his job well? Did he do a good job? <laughs> all, I wanted, really. all I want you to do right now is cut to. I failed you, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyway, Qui Gon would have raised him. Uh, we don't know how that would have turned out, but you know, we like to think that he probably would have handled it pretty well. Um, so I don't know, uh, but. I do I do like the idea of Qui-Gon being around and, and a lot of the things that we've learned about him, especially in the book, uh, Master and Apprentice, Claudia Gray, like knocking it out of the park. And usually like these days now, when I hear people talking about Qui-Gon, they usually re- refer to <coughs> him and the idea of him, not even so much from Phantom Menace anymore. It's from that book. 
They're right, like, right. Oh, the thing, the lines he said in this and the way he acted, like it was just so totally this really cool vision of Qui-Gon. So I, uh, Nick, if you haven't read the book, geez, get on it, man. That one, if you're a Qui-Gon fan, go read Master and Apprentice for sure. Um, but yeah, good, good answer. And thanks for being a general. Well done, Nick. I'm sad you didn't say Ben Solo, but I get it. Some people are okay with his death. I'm not. But Qui-Gon is a great answer as well because Liam Neeson killed that role and we all love that. I I don't think I've ever met someone that hates Qui-Gon. Have you guys ever met someone that's like, ah, I don't like Qui-Gon? Everyone really likes him. Yeah, Darth Maul. Okay. I meant like an actual human being. You've never met Darth Maul. (laughs) Anyway, great job. We were so excited to have you on the show for the first time. Very cool. Um, and we look forward to chatting with you soon. Back to John. All right. Um, yeah, we really don't have much time here, so I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to bring up that we haven't yet that you saw kind of floating around out there. Um, besides that, uh, uh, that's more of a 2019 sort of conversation. (laughs) I'm really Um, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I went to the Disney store and saw a bunch of shirts that said the child. And I was like, that's outdated. (laughs) Yeah. that's. They're still doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was at the outlet, so maybe not, but it Hmm. it really did feel, I was like, who's going to buy a shirt that says the child today. One thing. (laughs) One thing right. I wanted to bring up that I forgot to bring up before was in thinking about them filming The Mandalorian and like the whole thing about, yeah, we don't have to wait for Pedro Pascal and stuff. So he may be in the helmet more like maybe that's a sign that Grogu isn't going to be around for a good chunk of season three and he's going to kind of go back to his ways. And that's his way of coping with losing the kid. Uh, he's going to be kind mm. of more of a chip on his shoulder guy and, and going back to business. Mean sort like of thing going back to like kylo ren with the mask on type thing like doing what he knows best han and leia uh, i mean if we want to make everything about kylo ren at the I end said of this han episode and leia we can. Too. they both uh, said that they went back to what they know best yeah right, it's human nature enough. you, you yeah. default on what you know yeah I, I mean i think so i mean that'd be a good explanation for it i, I don't think it's they're rewriting it because of Pedro Pascal, but I think it just happened to work out that way. If he was available, sure. he probably would have done a lot of the scenes. So sure. I don't know. It's just my my little speculation on that. I think Grogu may be a later in the season thing. I um, hope we see him. I think it's a guarantee we will. I just don't think they're going to... I think they're going to build it. Sure. When you so say Grogu, like, do you mean the child? Do you mean Baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you mean the asset? <laughs> what was the what was the other one they called it the being or something there was a, there was oh, like the another being. thing oh. yeah yeah that's what the they being. called it in the interviews leading like right after they right released it yeah, yeah. and then they're like what? all right we'll call it the child and then Did like they all right we'll call, call it the bounty no um i think i they think maybe might just have, in the like, in the show maybe yeah, yeah. but just anyway the, the, um, has so many the blank names yeah true um we also <laughs> We're not sure if there's going to be a time jump in, in Mandalorian 2. It's another thing to think about. True. But, but uh, we are going to time jump our way to the end of the show. So we want to thank everybody for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Like Lacey said, subscribe to your preferred platform, whether it's YouTube or your audio. I'm a Spotify fan myself, as you all know by now. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com. All the news stories we went over today, that's where you can get it. Every morning, especially as things heat up in Star Wars uh, news. Uh, we're going to have some very cool stories coming up on Star Wars News Net soon, so uh, head there every morning for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. Uh, 
hoping they make Solo 2 happen, as always. Screw the haters. And uh, on StarWarsNewsNet.com, doing some writing and editing and my movie podcast, just like the movies, where we're going to be doing tomorrow, Ocean's Eleven, the new one. Well, the 20-year-old one now. But anyway, <laughs> the new one, <laughs> it's not new anymore. Maybe they remake it again. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, they're like, let's get the kids from Stranger Things to just rob a casino now. I feel like they just put those kids in everything. Um, James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks and just thinking about sleeping on our. Yeah, sleeping. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> on a regular basis, just John being like, I, I did. Uh, I did one time uh, on. It was me and my friend Todd back from a Yankees game after the game we went to a Denny's and there in the corner was Darth Maul. I, I, so I went over, <laughs> I talked to him. I, I have met Darth Maul once before. I verified that he hates Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> yeah, he ordered the twin sons. It was two sunny side eggs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he had yeah. it split it split right down the middle. <laughs> split um, right down the middle. Uh, Lacey, what about you? Guys, we're two days away from seeing Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, and I'm so hyped for it. Get ready to all the screaming and crying in caps lock at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I can't wait to hear people talk about how they're crying on Twitter. <laughs> Lacey may actually cry. There's going to be a I lot of people just saying cry. they're crying and screaming when they're just like, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Thursday, we're going to have a cool uh, discussion, hopefully. Hopefully we do a good job, but we're going to talk about uh, the idea of the future of Ray, Finn and Poe being on Disney Plus, at least their next adventure to maybe kickstart mm -hmm. the next movies. Who knows? So we're going to dive into that based on everything that's been going around on Disney Plus with, uh, you know, Marvel and Star Wars. So we'll see uh, how that discussion goes. But we hope you enjoy your week. and We'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>